Welcome to Friday PM. We're so excited that you could join us tonight. What a privilege to be with you. And it's an honor tonight to be here with a wonderful, wonderful friend. You're like a mother to me, Annette. I've known thank Annette you. for so long. But I also want to thank you for joining us. If you are new coming to Friday PM, you are so welcome. It's something that we love to do, and we just want to chat about the goodness of God. Yes. And the goodness of healing and forgiveness and change and restoration. Amen. And the power of the Almighty King of Kings. And um, we're talking about a releasing from addictions and becoming addicted to Jesus. And just the other day, Annette, you and I, we were sitting uh, with one or two friends and she asked you about why you don't have alcohol. And you said, well, I was addicted to alcohol. I was an alcoholic. And she was so amazed at your testimony. And I said to Annette, we need to talk about this. So Annette's been in Vine Song for, is it 11 years now? 11 years, yes, we have. Amazing. Yeah. And we've worked alongside each other for, um, for all this time. But I've known you even before that when mm -hmm. we ministered in Holland. And um, Annette Artson has been with us before on Friday PM. But I'd like to introduce her personally because she has an incredible, incredible uh, testimony. And you've had many tests in your life. And now you're sitting here and you're testifying of the goodness of God. So I'm not going to talk any longer. I want you to just be free tonight and talk about what God has done in your life. Yes. Can we start with how you met Jesus and flow from there? Oh, how we met Jesus. That's a long, long time. So more than 30 years ago already. Um, we lived in a small town in, in the west of uh, Holland, Netherlands, and um, we, had a, we had a business, my husband and I, and uh, through that business we came in contact with people uh, who gave trainings and meetings and so on, and we had to host several of them. And um, they also, every now and then, when it was in a weekend, they held an, uh, a service. and as being non-Christian but very diligent and devoted to our business, um, we felt obliged to be there and to host our guests at that Sunday morning meeting as well. And um, being very polite and yes, 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 we heard everything. And then at one point uh, the man said, and this is the Bible, well this is not the Bible but it's in there anyway, he said, this Bible is the truth. The rest, everything around it can be great, but only in the Bible you will find the truth. And uh, even for Christian and for myself, it, it just hits something inside. And as a, uh, well, further on in our lives, we picked up that Bible and we, we studied and um, yeah, we met, we met the Lord really, really in our hearts. We had a lot of, of difficulties in that time in our lives uh, and the Lord helped us through it. It uh, hasn't been an easy time. It has been a fight for about um, 
18 years before we got to our initial problems. But the Lord was always there. You, f you really could feel the hand in our back. And um, yes, yeah, so finally those, that black period was finished. And, um, and basically we started a new life. We didn't change anything in our lives, but that dark period was closed. And there we went on. Thank you, Jesus. We had a wonderful vacation and um, we were free. We were free of that issue. Amen. Um, and then one issue gone, next issue popped up. I really have been the past few days still from the time that uh, Charlene asked me to give my witness here. Uh, well, a can of worms opened up. Um, I went to a lot of things, thinking about old things, re remembering things I, I actually was forgotten. Mm. And um, yeah, well, and then your emotions start to play. But it was good. It was good. It was a good time to, to realize what God has done in my life in this period. So here I am, feeling a bit naked, but just want to share what, what God has done in my life. Um, I, I just start. Yeah. I, at the beginning, um, we lived in um, in Holland, and in the time in the end sixties. Now that was then I was too young. Beginning of the seventies, uh, it was normal then that you drank. You you just drank. You came from your work and you had your sherry and <laughs> that was nice and uh, Christian has his uh, his drink and um, well that was normal and that went on and on and on and wandering became more and more and more and then um, I, I started at four o'clock and then Christian came home at uh, at six or something like that and well I had my drink and I said, oh, I just poured for you as well and for me. I had a few before that time, before he got home. I have a lovely husband. He's, he's pure hearted and um, always willing to know, to, to think the best of situations. He's not suspicious. Uh, so he never noticed, but the years went on and I drank and drank more and more basically every day, till it starts even sometimes in the morning. Um, yeah. What do you do? I, do, I don't, actually I don't recall very much of that time and I thank the Lord for that. He took a lot of memories away. Um, this was before you gave your life to the Lord. It was, had you given your life to the Lord already? Um, before I gave my life to the Lord, for years already. And then um, I got in touch with um, this, this little business that uh, I just told you about. And through that then I, um, I met the Lord, we met the Lord, but I kept on drinking. Just a bit more civilized, but I kept on drinking. <laughs> and. Um, Yes, and then how, how did I get out of that? It was just terrible. I had bottles all over the house, mm. every place, every place. Mm. And when I saw my husband 
walking into a certain corner, I said, I'll get it for you, because I was so afraid he would discover how the situation was. And... Um, You're smoking as well? Yes, I was smoking. I, I've been always have been a heavy smoker uh, in that age, 50s, 60s, 70s. Everybody was smoking. You, you didn't belong if you didn't smoke. And, uh, and I really liked it, so I smoked. I really liked drinking, so I drank as well, drunk as well. How many cigarettes did you smoke in a day? Two packages. Wow. And I didn't go to sleep if, I did, if my package was empty. Really? And that was the time that you still go, could go outside to the corner and there was an um, automated uh, yes. cigarette uh, machine. Dispenser. Yeah, dispenser. And, Amazing. Um, so then, uh, then I knew that when I woke up the next morning, the first thing I could do was yeah. having my cigarette. So. Before even coffee? Yes, 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 yes. I was sitting in my bed. It was the last thing I did and the first thing in the morning. Cigarette and cigarette. So... Fortunately, I never came to that point that I stood up with, my, with booze, with any drinks. That came just during the morning, later. So God had saved you. Yes. You and Christian gave your lives to the Lord. Yes. You started going to church. Yes. And you felt there was a weight of your shoulders, things that were happened before you were married, before you gave your life to the Lord, and now you're sitting with this situation. You're drinking, you're smoking. It's a habit that was formed years ago and you're feeling uneasy about it. You're trying oh, yes. to keep Christian away from seeing all the bottles. Yes, of course he knew I drank. Right. We both did, but he wasn't addicted. I had to have my drink. And um, well, we were in the church and it was a lovely church we had and uh, we went uh, we were invited by people, we made new friends. And, um, and, and I was a very civilized lady from the outside. So... Um, you still are, Annette. <laughs> Thank the Lord for that. <laughs> um, and then I was, we were on, on visit and um, I said, Can I, do you mind if I smoke? And then the people, uh, they looked at each other and said, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> And then the lady of the house went into her cupboard and plates aside and where is, we, we should have an ashtray or something. <laughs> oh, and that's where I started to feel very embarrassed. Yes. Yeah, okay, good. So I smoked one cigarette and then I left it because that was... <laughs> mm. And, um, uh, well, drinking was normal in that time. So most of it, most of the time we, we just had one or two drinks when we were on, uh, on visit and we picked up what we forgot to drink at home. Um, we were converted a couple of years already, and um, I started to feel more and more uncomfortable. In the past, I stopped smoking uh, with um, needles, acupuncture. Okay. I didn't know the Lord at that time, so I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but okay. What I must say is, what I tell is my own experience. It's not necessarily your experience. It's, it's what I experienced in my way from down there to from the darkness to the light, as the devil says. Amen. So, um, and it, I, I love how the Holy Spirit just 
small little bits just uh, makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, when you can't smoke or when you can only have one or two drinks mm -hmm. and not feel free to do it. And, and he doesn't come bang in no, your face, no, 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 just really no. softly. Uh, yes. Yeah, and you said it took two years. It took a couple of years, yes. And it was not, not so much about the people around me that made me uncomfortable later on, but it was really God that in me that, yeah. that I didn't feel free to go to God anymore. Wow. Um, I, I, had to, I had to have it, or as soon as I opened my Bible, I didn't smoke anymore. Really, Annette? No, no I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, yeah, then <laughs> you are a bit of a cross between a hard place and a rock, yeah. because what do I do? Do I smoke or do I read, read the, the Bible? Bible. <laughs> and that, that, is a, that is a struggle that's in your inside. It's the dark against the light. Mm. Who is going to win? Because you've been called from darkness into light. Yeah. <laughs> You're lighting yeah. up uh, something that is still from... From the old li life, yes. Amen. Yes. Second and it, Corinthians. It's, it's pure an addiction. Yeah. Till you make the decision. Um, and um, I made a decision that I, uh, that I wanted to stop. That's the decision. I wanted to stop. Okay. And I had a prayer that at a certain time I said, okay, Lord, I like smoking, I like drinking, and if you want me to stop, and I know you want me, you have to take care of me. I can't. I just can't. I was in my 30s, getting to my 40s, and I had that habit for, for 15, 20 years about. It is, wasn't doable. As, as a human being, you're, you're just caught on. Yeah. You're caught up. It's, it's, it's a habit. Uh, some people are, are, are addicted to, to running because if you run every day, your, your body produces an, an, an addictive uh, stuff that you really get, you need it every day. So you must run. Well, that's with your, your nicotine as well. You have to have your nicotine. Sometimes I even had two in my hand. Well, it wasn't it wasn't a bother for me because it was a good time. Um, I had a, a, I had I still have a, a son that was very um, uh, devoted to the Lord as well. And I said, uh, "Can you please get me a package of cigarettes?" He said, "No, Mum. If you wanted to smoke, you have to get it yourself. I'm not going to do this." My uh, my daughter was uh, much more convenient. She. <laughs> Okay, okay, and she ran to the shop and got me a package of cigarettes. Those are little things that, that, that are drawing you back from your addiction. And you, you're wondering whatever you are doing. I would almost say in God's name. Well, you're not doing it in God's name. You're doing it in the name of the one on the other side. You're doing it because of your own lack of control. It's um, so. When do you make the decision? So often, so often, I stopped with smoking in the evening, and that lasted till the next morning. And um, then you start again, and that happens very frequently. Also with my with my drinking. Um, fortunately, the Lord protected me against um, very 
bad things coming over me that uh, uh, drunken driving or um, uh, falling down on streets. Uh, I could keep it rather in the house. Yeah. And that's, that's on one thing I'm very grateful for that. On the other hand, it lasts, it makes your addiction last longer. Right. Yes. Can I ask you, did you have a friend or friends that you would go to to have a drink with or a smoke with that were sympathetic towards your addiction and you felt comfortable going to them and just feeling, I'm feeling myself? Or Well, you had, as I said, a lot of people drank that time. It was normal. And um, so there were, there were situations where you could just go ahead altogether. Mm. And that, uh, that was fine. Mm. You had a headache the next time, but that wore off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, that, that was... Uh, but for the rest, I, I, I had one good friend, I respect her very much, uh, in the church. Okay. She was just a few years older than I was. And, um, and I, I remember that I was just sitting at the edge of my bed. That was when Christian noticed that I was drinking a lot. I was sitting on the edge of my bed and Christian was, he didn't know what to do with me. So he gave her a call, she came. And we cried together and we prayed together. And, um, but that didn't help. I just continued after a day. That's, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. When did you come to a place where you were, I can't take it anymore? when you cried out to the Lord and said, what I like that you said was, I love smoking. Yeah. I love drinking. Yeah. You better do it, isn't yeah. it? Uh, when you got to, Dan always calls it wit's end. That's God's address, isn't it? Wit's end. Yes. I think sometimes he waits for us to get to that final place. Yeah, and, and it was a really a struggle in myself because on the outside, everything was fine. Yes. Um, Ah, Annette and everybody was... I didn't have any problems on the outside. So you're, you're not very much confronted with right. your addiction. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's your inner struggle. Inner turmoil. And that is... So you have to break yourself. Right. That is what has to mm. break. It's not... You can't lean on the others. One time I even called the AA, Anonymous Alcoholic. And, and I was so fed up I was, mm. but I just wanted to keep up my appearances. Mm. So I'll arrange it myself, and that was the, f the furthest I could go, AA. Well, it was a gentleman was very nice, and he said, well, call back when you're sober. So, I don't need you when I'm sober. Wow. You, you started lying to... Uh, people around you, you live a fake life, mm. you lie to yourself, and that's the biggest lie. That's the biggest lie to break. Can I be honest? Can I look in the mirror and be honest about what I see, what I am? That's, that's the hardest point. <laughs> oh, Annette. Well, and then I, I know it was February. Um, 
And I don't think, by the way, that it's, it's, it's very different, the experience, if you're a Christian or not. No. It's only if you, have a, if you are a Christian, you, you have help at hand. You also can wait like I did for years before you grab that help. February, I forgot the year, and I said, Lord, I've got to stop this. No, actually, I, now I remember why I'm telling this. I wanted to, to grow. I, wanted, I had such a hunger for God, wow. and I wanted to grow. And just the Lord told me clear, not audible, but told me in my heart, yes, stop with your addiction and then you can grow. You can't grow like this. Wow. Wow. Okay, what did I do? What did I do? Um, I didn't eat for two days. I prayed a lot. I didn't eat. And then um, I said, okay, Lord, there we go. Boom, into the water. I stopped drinking. I did not stop smoking. That was the difficult part to smoke. Uh, but I stopped drinking. I had stopped before, as I told, just hours or sometimes even days. But this time I was serious. I said, Lord, I'm going for it now. And um, There's something about fasting on it. It is, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. When you have to conquer a demon, yeah. something that's been gripping you. Yeah, and you mentioned demon. Um, might be something in the family because um, uh, my my uh, my grandfather he enjoyed his uh, his drinks as well. Mm. My grandfather from mother's side he's he passed away 50 years ago already, so I'm not too bothered to tell. But <clears throat> yeah, and um, it's through the. Um, from father to son, for, to daughter, whatever, it, it, uh, door de geslachten. Yeah, the, the generation. Through the generations. It, it lingers on. And um, I think the only good way to cut those ties is with God. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, my experience, I tried it so often and so often and it didn't work. That day I said, Lord, there we go. I stopped drinking. Mm. I stopped smoking, but not now. First one. First one. Yeah, yes. first one. I think that's, that, that's, you know, the Lord can come. Many people just, boom, it's gone. Um, but to be kind to yourself and say, Lord, I can only handle one thing at yeah. a time. And that worked. That worked. Mm. I didn't uh, drink. A half year, six months, yes. Wow. Then it was sep September, so even, yeah, September. Was it, sorry, was it hard? No. Really? So no. it just not, it left not, you? Not physically, here in my mind. Yeah. Yes, but I didn't feel the need anymore. Yeah. What a miracle. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, what a miracle. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. It was r really a struggle in myself that everybody, uh, Annette, you want to have a drink? No. Oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> because they were not used to that. Yes. And I was not ready to, uh, to give my testimony about it. I was mm. so uncertain. I was so hurt. I've, I still haven't really found out why I have been drinking all that time. I don't know. 
And to tell you the truth, I, it might, might help me if I know. But on the other hand, I think, thank you, Lord. I don't want to look back. No. Wow. I don't want to, to blame anyone. My father, my mother, my sister, my grandfather. No, it doesn't matter that my grandfather drank a lot. I drank a lot. He's not responsible for that. Wow. I have to deal with it, either by myself, and if I'm uh, too, too weak or, or whatever, if I can't, I have to seek help. And the only help that was uh, doing it for me was God. So I didn't drink for um, till September, and then uh, I thought, okay, now it's time to stop smoking. Wow. Two packages a day. At the end, I thought, now still I got my chance. So I, I thought, way over two packages a day at the end. And then I thought, okay, Lord, here we go. And normally, I don't know if anybody has been in the same position, but if you stop something like that, I always finished my package and uh, drank my last bottle uh, and so that nothing was in the house anymore. But this time, it didn't bother me. When I stopped drinking, there was still that, that bottle of wine for the guests or uh, a bottle of whiskey for Christian if he would like to have one. Um, and the same with my cigarettes. I always empty my last package when I stopped. But not now. I just said, okay, well, it's now time. I finished my cigarette and I never smoked anymore. And it, that was a big moment yeah. for you to yeah. say, that's it. Now you take over. I've come to the end of myself. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about that scripture that says, it's not by might, not by power, it's by your spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I, I um, so stop smoking, stop drinking. And then we got, um, we lived our life and I was very grateful. We, we had our work in the church and um, yeah, it was good. We had a good life. God was good. And God you never good. went back again. Well, that's the point. At a certain moment, we, we got, um, we meet a friend, a very, um, very respectable man bit elder than we were, a bit older, I, I don't know, he was a few years old. <laughs> and um, I respected him very much. But he, uh, when we were together, there was a glass of wine at the, at the table, not for me, I didn't do that. But I, I so much would like to have his behavior, his being, the way he was devoted to God, that I thought, okay, when I'm close to him, I might be able to have a drink and be protected by his umbrella of faith. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't work. Forget it. <laughs> and that is grace. That wow. At that moment, God freed me again. Wow. Because you know if you're addicted, you're addicted. And if you pick up the cigarettes, if you pick up your booze, if you pick up your drugs, you're gone. You're gone. So it's a conscious decision with your walk after that yes, to go, absolutely. I'm not even going to allow the enemy to 
get a little foot in the door. Yeah. So it's a conscious decision. Absolutely. Because you know that's something that you have to watch out for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Amazing on it. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, when I stopped in the first, the first time with um, drinking and smoking, I didn't make a promise. But the second time that mm. I stopped smoking, I said, Lord, I promise you I'll never drink again because you have shown me what a way down it is. And I don't want to go into that pit again. I've been there and he saved me. Amen. Oh, what a wonderful testimony on it. I, I'm just, that is why I wanted to share Annette's story with everybody because it's, it's a story of redemption and a story of uh, having the Holy Spirit so close that he will say, I want you for me and I want you to hear what I'm saying is that when you put it away, you accept all the most wonderful things that I have for you. And it's uh, uh, this morning I thought about how his promises of that we are free from condemnation. Yeah. And Colossians 2 verse 13. Would you mind if I read that? No, uh, I was so blessed no, thinking ahead of uh, a recording uh, Friday p.m. And um, Colossians 2 verse 13, you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. 14 says he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it on the cross. Amen. And verse 15 says, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and he shamed the enemy publicly by his victory over them in the cross. Mm -hmm. And I believe when you made that final decision, even though you felt because I, I must reiterate it to our friends and family that in uh, Europe it is very normal to have wine with your dinner and, and there are many other times. It's a very difficult thing in the body of Christ, denominationally, whether you drink, whether you don't drink. And that is not the thing that we are highlighting tonight. We're highlighting who is number one in your life, who is either the enemy who's dragging you away from God or God himself. So we're not condoning alcohol. We're not condoning anything. No. We're we are coming against a spirit of addiction, mm. whether it be pornography, whether it be self-pity. I know many people are addicted to self-pity when you're thinking about your mental status problems. We're talking about addiction. And Annette, the moment you made that decision, I, it just said, um, Colossians 2 verse 13 came to me that that same day God publicly, Christ publicly made a spectacle of the enemy. And when you made that decision, you made that same spectacle of the enemy and said, I will not have you in my life. And that was that, uh, you know, by my spirit, yes. not by power, Amen. not by might. Yeah. And it's, it's, the, the Bible says our word have power. God's created the earth by, by his words. It's one of my favorite things. It's always in my head. 
But if we speak, it has, God gives us power as well. Either for the bad, he leaves it, then the other side comes with his power, or God gives us for the good. So if you... I think that, that the moment I, I said to the Lord, I don't want to stop it. If you want me to stop, please do it. Mm. Yes, you do it. In, that I spoke it out loud. I'm not, I've not always been very polite to the Lord. You have to do it. That's not an, 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 an intonation you, you normally address the Lord with, but that, that's... If you're addicted, you're, you're not the same person that the God created you in first place. You change, you change, you change, and you get uglier and uglier. But the Lord can reverse that process again Amen. if you give him a chance. Amen. So if you, if you want to get rid of something in your life, bring it in the light of God and, and pronounce it, proclaim it. Lord, I don't want it anymore. Help me, help me. And if you're really stuck, you, you might uh, come back on your word. But don't make God a promise that you can't fulfill. Ask help. Great. If you can't fulfill it, the Lord knows how weak we are because he created us. Yes, he knows what we are made of. So he has grace and, and patience with us. But make a promise, do it. Don't, don't say, uh, okay, I won't drink anymore, Lord, and then grab the bottle again or grab your drugs again. That doesn't work because God is not a liar. God is without sin. He can't accept your lies. He can't. So speak truth to God or keep quiet. And I kept quiet for a very long time. Mm. When I, I the, the second time that I uh, started just that quick flinch for drinking, I made that promise to the Lord. And even with... Um, uh, with Alton you and we have uh, uh, a glass of champagne. Um, I don't do that. I don't do that anymore. Before the time, I did. I did. We, by the way, I must have a correction. Um, I was, we were Christians. In our church, hardly anybody drank. They hardly ever smoked. They, they didn't smoke. They didn't have ashtrays. But even even the drink the the drinking was minimalistic in our church we had a, a very good church and i thank the lord that i grew up there spiritually i i saw good good examples of people around me another thing is that when you when you have been addicted you can help other people as well eh? and that's that's the the wonderful thing and god brings people on your Path that that need your help, and um, well, you have to do that. Amen. I'm just reminded of First Corinthians ten verse thirteen, where it says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, mm. and we're just talking about temptation, mm. addiction, specifically today, alcohol and smoking, but there are many other addictions. And God is faithful, it says. 
He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. I thank you, God, for your promises, promises that are so perfect for your situation. Annette, will you mind, would you pray for anybody who's out there and you put yourself in their place and if that is you tonight, whenever you are watching and you're crying out to the Lord for a miracle because you have made pornography, drugs, alcohol, anything higher than God, and anything that lifts itself higher than God is demonic mm. and is trying to pull you away from a most exciting, victorious life in Christ. So Annette, I pray, uh, I ask you that you will pray. Which is very difficult because English is still a foreign language for yeah. me. But... Okay, Lord. Do it, Annette. Lord, you give, you give us power when yes. we need, Lord. And I thank you for that. And I need your spirit for this prayer. So that it may resound in the hearts of the people who, who listen, Lord, who have been here to see this. Lord, and it's my way together with you. And I couldn't have done it, Lord. And I know that there are a lot of people who, who need you on this path to restoring, to, to be set free, Lord. Will you please reach out to them? Reach out to them, Lord. Touch their hearts as you did mine. Lord, let us see in the future, walking with you, Lord. Not with ourselves, our pain, but with you. Not with the lack, Lord. Lord, but what you want to give us. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, the eternal God, Lord, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, Lord. Praise your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Annette. Thank you for sharing. And for you out there, just by God and his angels, give charge over you and give you the strength, not in your own righteousness, but in his righteousness for you to make that decision tonight. Forgive the tears because it's tears of joy, isn't it? For a breakthrough Amen. in the name of Jesus in these last days, to, he's come to set the captives free. And there's freedom in God freedom to sometimes people say well I'd like to do that and if I become a Christian I can't do it anymore but that's freedom you can you are free to do what you want you you have that freedom God gave us that freedom but it's not always beneficial to do things but you also have the freedom to say no to things and that's a freedom that's in many many situations so much more precious and to do whatever you want. Amen. God is good. God is good. He's waiting for you. Amen. Thank you, Annette. What an incredible time I've spent with you. And I'm so glad that you agreed 
to share your testimony. Mm-hmm. And I pray that you have been blessed by Annette's testimony and get in touch with us if you want, vinesong at vinesong.com or info at vinesong.com if you feel you need prayer. But most of all, speak out the word and tell him how you feel. I was really touched by that, Annette. Thank you. So we'll see you next week, God willing, on Friday p.m. because, well, it's the place to be. God bless you. Bye-bye.